With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Um, you, you know, especially with a new head coach, new GM, um, I mean, nobody's expected anything at this moment. Um, if he's there, great. Uh, I love Kirk. I love Kirk as a person. I love Kirk as a quarterback. Uh, he's been doing a tremendous thing, tremendous job with me ever since I got into the league. So uh, definitely would not mind him staying. Um, I love Kirk. Uh, but, you know, if if the GM and head coach want to go a different route, then that's on them. You know, at the end of the day, I don't make the decision. Uh, I, I'm just here to play football, and I'm going to give it my, my all no matter who the quarterback is. Okay, so this episode of Purple Daily, by the way, is going to be all about Ryan Grigson. Very controversial move the Vikings made yesterday, at least among a lot of fans, and even some former players, because Ryan Grigson was uh, was swept out the door in Indianapolis about six years ago in very unceremonious fashion. We'll get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to his sort of road to football recovery. But that clip that Declan just played, by the way, uh, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Uh, and it's presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and TCL. If you're looking to enjoy the big game on Sunday in the best possible way, TCL has a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. That Justin Jefferson clip on CBS Sports Radio. I read those quotes yesterday. I was like, oh, he's, oh yeah, he's praising Kirk Cousins, whatever. When you listen to that soundbite, I mean, he's, I'm just like writing down words as he's talking. You know, if he's there, great. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind if he's our quarterback next year. But, you know, if the front office decides to move on, then, uh, you know, uh, it's fine too. Like, ringing endorsement. Can you imagine someone saying that about, like, Russell Wilson or Tom Brady? Like, I mean, like, you know, I wouldn't mind if he's still the quarterback. But uh, oh, if they decide to move on, like, I'm down to play for any quarterback. <laughs> it's clear that that – that- that Justin is very, very adept, very good at at praising over the top and and sincerely guys he loves, right? Like go back and when when he talks about Joe Burrow, it's like Joe Burrow, ride or die, and it's it's genuine. It's also clear that he does a very good job of not criticizing or hurting the feelings of those that he's that he likes. They're fine. And like Kirk hate, and Zim, Kirk. Yeah. Kirk and Zim fall into that. Like, like he doesn't say, 
thank God Mike is gone. We can finally r- run an offense that, that looks like what the Bengals, you know, got to yeah. the Super Bowl with. So it's, but yeah, but I mean, I saw tweets again yesterday saying, you see Justin Jefferson's all on board with Kirk. It's like, you're going to have to back off on that. Like, like well, read what people, watch what people say and you listen to it and absorb it. Big difference. I think if you consume that clip and think, oh, that's a raving review of the starting quarterback of the Vikings, then I don't know. Maybe you're having a hard time reading people. But I'll I'll just say one last thing about this. There's no value, two things. There's no value in just Vikings or players publicly going in and saying, yeah, we got to get better at this position. It's There's a gray area here. He's an accurate, good quarterback when conditions are perfect. He's not like a cancerous teammate, although some would argue the vaccine stuff you know, last year divided the locker room to some extent. But how many times for you guys, the audience, have you worked with people in your careers, in your line of work? You didn't hate them. You didn't think they were garbage at their jobs. And it's like, I just need a little more. I need a little more. I think, you know, in, in moments of crisis, I need you to be a leader for the money you make. I need you to step up a little bit here. I don't hate you, but if there's somebody out there that might be better and can take the organization to a different level, I also wouldn't be opposed to that, which is basically what Justin Jefferson told CBS Sports. And ask yourself one question here. What, what do you think is really going through that kid's head right now as he watches Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Chase's rookie year go to a Super Bowl? Like, do you think he, he's like, oh, yeah, cool. That's awesome. Um, you know what? Good for him. Hope I make it someday, but I don't know. Maybe I won't. Um, I guarantee you he is a competitor, and competitors don't watch their friends have success and say, good for him, and ah, someday I might make it. Maybe someday. at some point. You know, I hope to be like Jamar Chase someday. So, I mean, just keep that in mind. He is, he is watching his college quarterback and, and teammate at the same position they all won a national title together. He is watching them go to the biggest game on the planet on Sunday. Yeah, it's probably going to have an impact on him. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Ryan Grigson here. So that news came down yesterday, and the Vikings, the Vikings have, I think they kind of know, hey, from a PR standpoint, you're going to have to couch this one. You're, like, you're going to have to come with some, some positive reinforcements here because People remember Ryan Grigson as the Colts GM from 2012 through 2016, overseeing the first five years of Andrew Luck's career. Now, on one hand, he took a 2-14 and 14 team, brought them to 11-5 and five for three straight seasons and a trip to the AFC Championship game. And then even as it train wrecked, they still went 8-8 eight and eight in those last two years. I mean, he was 18 games above 500 as a general manager in five years with the Colts. So they won games. On the other hand, his tenure was tumultuous. He traded a first-round pick for Trent Richardson, failed to build an offensive line to protect Andrew Luck, had rocky relationships with players. Guys like Pat McAfee and Reggie Wayne were publicly tweeting, like, thank God, now we can move on. Um, Unwarranted arrogance, right, the things being said about him. The Vikings came out with a big five- you know, bullet point article about Gregson yesterday and the, you know, the it's sort of the PR train rolling. So um, what do you guys make of this? Ryan Gregson, I will say the, the on the good side, there's a great article on cleveland.com from a couple years ago by Mary Kay Cabot talking about his football redemption tour and that he's been a huge help to Cleveland GM Andrew Barry the last couple of years. Andrew Barry swears by him. 
Yeah. And uh, and he has he has over the last six years done a lot of soul searching and self-reflection on the things that he could have and should have done differently yes. as a communicator, as a leader, et cetera. So I don't know. What do you make of Ryan Gregson being hired to a, a high level role in the Vikings front office? My first question is, what is the role exactly? Because it's described in the press release, you guys, as senior personnel position. So, like, I, is that going to be like a day to day? He's he's at TCO. Uh, consulting with with Quasi, um, is it going to, to be that he's going to be here sometimes? So, like, it sounds like a good role, but I don't know exactly w- what it's going to entail. I would take yeah. it that it's going to entail more than than he was doing with the Browns, where he worked with Quasi the last few years. But it's really not very uh, direct in the release as to exactly what it's going to mean. My guess, real quick, is they're they're probably trying to land a bunch of planes here, right? They've they've they're probably yeah. They're trying to remake the front office, so there's probably two or three key positions that they're looking to hire here, and they're probably sorting through who are they going to keep and what are they going to do with a couple of the people currently in the front office. So they say, all right, Ryan, you're one of like three people we're going to bring in here. We don't know exactly what you're going to do, and and he's saying, I don't care. I just want I want. He's been an advisor for the Browns the last couple of years with the Seahawks, I think, before that, and so. I think the question is: Is he gonna, is he going to be an advisor who's just like a sounding board, That's or is he going to yeah. be like in the in the building on a daily basis? Yeah. And then, if he's in the building on a daily basis, what has he learned about relationships and some of the mistakes that happened at the end of the Colts run? Well, Pelissero too said that the Vikings will determine the full structure of their personnel department under Quasi after the draft. So Ryan Grigson, along with co-directors of player personnel Ryan Mullins and Jamal Stevenson, are all expected to have big roles. So I know Grigson basically had a yeah, had an ugly ending in Indianapolis. He had Colts players tweeting at him it was ugly. But I do believe like there's room for growth there. And also, I think, just quick judge of character from Adolfo Mensa. I don't think he would hire a buffoon. to br- I don't think he'd bring in some buffoon just to help him out here. I, I think Grigson's really learned from his mistakes. And if he's not the one making the big-time decisions, great. But if he, is he a sounding board? To our big grand scheme question, what is the exact role of him? Because if he's just in the room and helping out, great. But if is he the one who's helping pulling the trigger and loading the chamber on a decision? Ugh. I, I don't know so, yet. So the, the last sentence of the um, of the Adolfa Mensa quote in the press release, so it's a statement, reads, As a former GM in the National Football League, Ryan offers complementary skills to help me in my transition in becoming GM and brings energy and humor to the room. First of all, never seen a press release from a football team in my life that re- that references the ability of the guy to tell jokes basically. But I, but they but they're doing that because the, the perception even the photos but, of him like the perception of the photos funny. of him are like he's this gruff yeah, arrogant football Sopranos man. Sopranos character. And they're trying to like say no, he's funny. actually like pretty funny. <laughs> exactly. I know there's he's a, a big lot of dad pressure. joke guy. Big dad joke. We're guy. on the clock, but have you guys heard the one duck walks into a bar? I mean, you got to listen to this one. So, um, but yeah, I guess my question is what's his role? What has he learned? But if, but then again, if his role is, well, he's sort of important, but not truly, that, that might not be a huge factor. And then Dex's point is an intriguing one because this happens with certain teams that make changes all, all of the time, which is you don't fire scouts or important people. You keep them through the draft, and then like a week after the draft, you you fire guys, guys leave. 
So that's going to – the draft is not going to necessarily be indicative of what the Vikings are going to look like. I would guess that from a front office structure standpoint, too, we're still um, going to have them at some point in time, Adolfa Mensa is going to hire some sort of assistant GM as well. Um, I am almost positive Brzezinski stays, but beyond that, I bet they change a lot. And, and Phil, if um, Rick Spielman ends up taking that job in Jacksonville, he'll probably poach a bunch of his people back in Jacksonville. God help him, but yeah. he probably will. So, what did, uh, what did baby corn say to mama corn? What's that, Ryan? Where's the popcorn? <laughs> With the... F- 12th pick, the Vikings. Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> Greggy just told a joke. Greggy's going to tell a okay. joke. Okay, where do you learn to make a banana split? Where is that? Sunday school. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yes. He right, brings now, us now to the us. Now to the round two draft board. Yep. Hey, the game is done, but Vikings fans stick around. Ryan Grigson's going to be doing a set post game of his comedy stylings, The Griggy Show. <laughs> Um, okay, okay. Uh, where do boats go when they're sick? To the to the dock. To the dock. The boat dock. Ryan Grigson, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Grigson. Let's have a round of applause. Declan's Declan's about to leave. I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I, I'm trying to play along with your grand point, which is. The jokes being told at TCL. Spielman sucked at jokes. So, I mean, he, this is going to be good stuff. He should do Grigson. Apparently, Grigson does. I'm reading this Cleveland.com article from a couple of years ago. He does impressions of coworkers. Yeah. Like, it's one of his big things yeah. is like, which I, I read that to be like, so he makes fun of coworkers by their backs? So it's, that's not a very good thing. That's basically what it said, too. But uh, so I'm just going to read you a couple graphs here from this Cleveland.com article about his his football redemption tour. So after he got fired, he was rocked to the core. Grigson knew he had to change. First on the list, completely transform the way he dealt with people, specifically lead from the heart. Quote, once you step into a crucial conversation to where there's potential for it to get hot, let the other person know you're speaking from the heart. It just disarms everything. Then both people can feel safe in the conversation, and that person can understand that you're truly, really coming from a place that's good. Um, I mean, I don't know. Therapy, however he landed on that, that's definitely a good way to communicate with people. When Grigson saw how the Colts players viewed him, he took it to heart. Quote, it's funny how you get something pointed out to you, and then you're like, geez, why in the hell did I not do that before, he said. Because really, it's that easy for me. Uh, but you go through a couple of losses, and the honeymoon's over, and things can change. So, I got questions, though, about his personnel moves as well. I, I guess... Um, Tra- trading a first-round pick for Trent Richardson was incredibly bad yes yeah like that's not a that's not a well we took a good shot there right that is a what the hell are you doing and and he he claimed he claims now in the story that you're talking about phil that he had a bunch of gms who who would call him basically as a sounding board which to me is him basically trying to say i'm still a big deal but um he claimed that that when it came to the o-line he was like, from now on, you know, we, we should take guys and blah, blah, blah. Those are things I'm more curious about. Like, if Adolfa Mensa, like, if Grigson's a jerk or something, I really don't care. Because, like, he, he's not going to be in charge. In, in charge, So it's not like, you know, I'm a people person, damn it. It's like, okay, don't be a jerk. 
Um, I'm more concerned about what Quazy, if Quazy bounces something off him, has, has he adjusted his views truly personnel-wise? Because you're exactly right. The Richardson trade, it's not just like a sort of a, oh, that's sort of a weird trade. That's like a first guess. What do you, like, you can't do this. Yeah, and it's not, I, and I get, I get at the time he thought that no one knew that Trent Richardson was like the, the boss that he wound up being. So I think in terms of buying low on a guy that was amazing at Alabama and was, you know, a top five pick in the draft. Right. But to me, it's an indictment on his ability to understand positional value. That's exactly what, yes. Like you, you can, yeah. I'm okay with trading first round picks for an edge rusher, first round pick for a quarterback, first round pick for a lockdown cornerback like the Rams did with, didn't they trade a first round pick for yes. Jalen Ramsey, right? Correct. Um, I might even trade a first round pick in today's NFL for an elite wide receiver, Stefan Diggs or somebody. Like it, I think the NFL is so dependent on yeah. much different than maybe 10 or 15 years ago. But a running back? But running backs, linebackers, safeties, you yeah. don't, you shouldn't be trading first round picks for those positions. Yep. Any position that you would ordinarily draft and find hidden gems in the second, third, fourth rounds and further back, you don't need to be trading first round picks for. So like that, lack of judgment there is concerning right that's exactly right it, it's not the player it's the position as well and because if, if you took if crazy Adolfa mensa started to make phone calls today and shopped dalvin cook i think the most he could hope to get would probably be a third round pick like like he ain't getting a first mm-hmm. might get a second i wouldn't give you a second yeah. a third i would but I'm so so that's where that is that is such an objectionable bad move that and, and I do I am concerned that that this guy Grigson is going to be a guy the Quazy who is not not experienced certainly in this job is going to rely upon. Um, I don't need you saying oh that running back oh man I don't know he's pretty da- he's pretty damn good and so I am I continue to say this. And I will. I am excited about the direction of this team because I am eager to see where they are going. I am in no way, shape, or form saying I am 100% confident that they're going to make the right moves. I don't know yet. We don't know. I am eager and excited because I was tired of the previous administration. And I think that the Vikings made positive changes. Did they hire the right people? I got no clue. We got no clue. So, like, I, I got a note today from a, a guy saying, you guys got to pump the brakes on your enthusiasm for this and that. And I sent the guy a note back. I said, this is not a, this is not a me saying, oh, it's going to be all great. This is me saying, I think that this opportunity is awesome. I'm, I'm also okay with hiring different types of people than, like, so, so Quasi sure. is younger, great communicator, gregarious, <laughs> comes from sort of an analytical Wall Street background. I'm okay with him hiring grizzled football, former GM, maybe not maybe a little more rough around the edges, not the best communicator. Like I and the the fact that Quasey has been open, if not flat out vouching to hire Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Grigson is a really good sign, I think, for his ability to understand, all right, I can't just get a bunch of people that are just like me and think just like me and have the same background as me and the same age as me like i i love that that he's willing to take some risks here to get smart people in the room and that is one distinction i, I will make here on ryan grigson that's my sort of last thought on ryan grigson 
people are painting him as this garbage, awful general manager because of bad offensive lines with the Colts, because of that Trent Richardson trade. And those are definitely red flags. And then the way they communicated with people. He's also spent a long time as a trusted NFL personnel man. And they won a lot of games in Indianapolis. Now, of course, Andrew Luck helps. He's an excellent quarterback leader, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think he's, I think his mistakes are being overblown and mischaracterized as him being some buffoon that, you know, should never work in football again. The fact that Andrew Barry with Cleveland basically used him as kind of a ride or die advisor and they're on the phone at two in the morning on a regular basis, like you're not just doing that with a buffoon as they build the first winning team in Cleveland for sure in 20 years, essentially, sure. right? So um, Matthew Stafford, you guys have any other thoughts on Grigson? Because I got some stuff on O'Connell here we no. get into. Okay. Um, which we'll get to in a second. After I ask you, uh, how can you tell if a tree is a dogwood tree? Uh, I don't know, so. Ryan. Uh, by its bark. Oh. Yeah, he'll be performing after huh? the Steelers game in two weeks as well. If you want to get your tickets now for your post game Ryan Grigson comedy special, what do you at, call a US f- Bank Stadium? What do you call a fish with no eye? FSH. Mm. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. Wow, that's pretty good. Uh, what does garlic do when it gets hot? What? I'd like a little more enthusiasm from you there. What? But it takes its cloves off. Hey, everybody. And uh, now it's well, time for a yep. mock draft a simulation. Yep. Next up on the stage, Kevin O'Connell. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the stage. Hey, Kevin, what do you got for us? Uh, da, 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 da. Um, okay, but Matthew Stafford had some really interesting things to say about Kevin O'Connell. But uh, let's, let's, let's cheers to the big game. I think I know what Judd's going to be drinking on Sunday. I think I might have an ink. Do you really know? Because here's the thing. <clears throat> I got great news. The first Surly Variety Pack of 2022 is out, and that gives us not one, not two, not three, but four exciting options, including, yes, my personal favorite, the Furious. But I also want to talk about, just briefly here, the hyper-modern Idaho 7 IPA. Let me give you the, the ingredients, the taste. It brings the tropical citrus divide with notes of melon, pineapple, and tangerine. And now you're saying, what does that taste like, Judd? And I'm going to tell you right now. I had a few uh, a couple days ago. It is delicious. So get out there before the big game. Get to your liquor store and ask for the Surly Variety Pack. You will be happy that you did. Also, speaking of Surly, and I, I apologize. for I, I, I screwed this up early in the week when I forgot to give out promo codes, but if you want to hang out with us, so we're going to, we're going to do a bigger event at Surly later this year, but we're going to do a, just a small little sort of impromptu thing at 4 o'clock at Surly on Saturday, February 19th. You can get a, a tour of the brewery, hang out, talk some purple with us. And uh, so we're, 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 we're uh, awarding five winners and plus ones. And you can enter through the Score North app. You must be 21 or older. Just open up the Score North app, go to Listener Rewards, and you'll see the Surly Brewing Company uh, contest, if you will. And today's promo code is pint. So pint is the promo code to enter to uh, to get in on the uh, and the action. So mm. come hang out with us. And Love come a good listen, pint. Come, come listen to my stand up, my stand up career. Uh, no, 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 no. And and he'll try. Don't listen. Though. Walk away. <laughs> Walk away. He's no okay. Ryan Grigson. 
Matthew Stafford was quoted as saying, and this is from getting this from Andrew Kramer, Star Tribune. Kevin O'Connell has been spectacular. His demeanor and his ability to communicate and get to know guys on our team and demand a lot at the same time, I think, is something that will serve him well. So, and again, you know, like Stafford's not going to trash him or anything, but like this seems like a very genuine, over-the-top, like using words like spectacular and talking about his ability to communicate and demand things. You know, the more I hear and read about Kevin O'Connell, the more I love it. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I was never like cold on the hire, but I had to be sort of talked off the Jim Harbaugh excitement. And the more I consume about Kevin O'Connell and the more you talk to film junkies like Boone, who shows us the scheme of that Sean McVay, Kevin O'Connell me. offense, it's like yes. from a communication standpoint, yes. a scheme standpoint, putting players in the best position to actually maximize their talents. Like there's a lot to like here. Um, I am far more excited by what Boone displayed, I believe, in the four uh, plays than quotes. Because, like, like players are going to say what, for, for the most part, the transparency is going to be very small. So, and it, it's hard to tell where false praise and, like, genuine, oh, I love this guy or this coach starts. But what Boone showed us to me is the most important thing. Because our complaints, which I think were valid about this offense has all this talent and you're and and percentage wise they were probably firing on what 30% like like as far as go time as far as like you should do this 30% 40 tops and that's probably very high so what Boone showed us in those in the plays that he displayed and went through on Tuesday show to me is what I'm excited about. I'm excited to see an offense that that can take what is clearly talent. Like there's there's never been a debate. Well, our you know the guards, yes, there's a debate there. Center, yes, but as far as the flat out skill position guys go, and can you take those skill position guys and mm-hmm. confuse teams and devise plans? I never want to hear again. We couldn't do this. We just couldn't. <laughs> Too deep. Can't do it. Like I. That I was so disgusted by that. Like, the, this is the National Football League. That's not an excuse. You can't just say, it got taken away and we were done. That is the safe play that's done by people who are afraid of, of success. And in the Vikings' case, they were afraid that the offense was going to screw a defense that stunk. Think about how ridiculous Dude, it's so that, that is. Now, now, I am also not in the camp of saying, Zimmer was the devil and he's gone and thank God... Mike was a problem. There are other problems. At the too. end. Mike at, was a problem at, at the, the end. end. Right. But I'm just saying I'm tired now. Of, well, Mike's gone and it's all going to be fine. Yeah. We don't know that for sure. But you're going to offensively give yourself a shot. That's what excites me. Yep. This team has been, think about the last four years. Like, yes, the defense has not carried the load the last couple of years like it should. But, but right the offense is underachieved. We outlined this on yesterday's show. You know, the offense, the offense rarely takes big separating leads on teams. Well, what about the Steelers game? The defense blew that. Well, yeah, the, okay, the defense was bad in the second half of the Steelers game. The offense stopped moving the ball in the second half of the Steelers game, too. Like, very rarely have the Vikings had an offense under Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins that has been throttled down for long stretches. It's always been little throttle here, back up, sputter, lead the league in three and outs, right? And then, of course, when they actually had great defenses, 2017, and then with Kirk, 18, and 19, they had a good defense, too. 
Yep. The offense doesn't come through in the moments that it needs to. It's yep. like getting just getting everything to be cohesive going yes. forward and clicking at the same time is, is and, a huge key. And if Kirk does stay, we now find out for sure. Like there's there will be we won't have debates now about its coaching, offensive line, blame them. We will now find out for sure. Yeah. Which is fine. Absolutely. Yep. But that's I am I am confident. The one thing I think I know is that as far as the schemes and systems that this team is going to run offensively now, um, it's going to be at least the right decisions. Yeah. Hey, thanks to our friends at Federated for helping power Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd on a regular basis. Uh, It's just such a great partner if you're a business owner out there looking to maximize the success of your business and minimize risk, which is pretty much what uh, what the... The Vikes are trying to do Story offensive line wise, right? Story of Judd's life. Right Judd's there. All, only minimize about minimizing risk. risk. I'd be a hell no of regard sure. for upside. <laughs> um, find out more about what Federated can do for your business, the people, the resources, the tools at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right. Football. It's a wrap. Purple Daily. We will have another episode dropping with Tyler Fornis, a deep dive into draft prospects. Check it out. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.